and welcome back to Cheeky Crypto. My name is Nick. And my name is Chris. And Nick, what we got in store today? Well, a bit retro. A bit retro, <laughs> just a bit, yeah. Um, so guys, we're going to really take a look at Bitcoin. Uh, we'll go through the chart there, see what's been going on. Um, ultimately, you know, there's a few things that occurred over the weekend and today. I just want to kind of let everyone know what I'm seeing in the charts and seeing in the data so everyone's aware of what I am aware of. Um, we'll obviously go into the market, see how you know, things have been performing today, see where there's some opportunities, see where, you know, maybe we're wealthier in certain areas, right? Go through all of that kind of good stuff. And then obviously get into the live chat, see how everyone's doing. A pretty, you know, chilled out, relaxed uh, approach to this Monday evening stream, Chris. Nothing too strenuous, hopefully. Sounds good, Nick. Fantastic. So do you want to just quickly open up with the live chat, see who's with us, who's joined us today? Yeah, so we've got James, Michael, um, who else we've got? David, Will, Ralph, um, Sean. Yeah, quite a few people, Nick. It's great to have so many people with us tonight. Fantastic. Right, I'm just going to load up a couple of things uh, in the background. Uh, we should just get these going and then we'll jump over and see exactly what is going on um, with Bitcoin to start with. Uh, so that's pretty cool. That's sorted out. Okay, we'll start over there. Uh, obviously, we've had a super chat, Chris. Here's an interesting one for you, um, Francesco. Um, buy VET or XRP? <laughs> oh, such a difficult question, right? Like, I mean, I did a, a, a VeChain video earlier today. So if you didn't check that out, uh, do give that one a watch. Um, you know they've they've got some some new sort of partnerships i guess uh one with shopping.io which means that people can now use their v chain in order to to purchase everyday essentials or items uh, on ebay amazon etsy like um walmart for example like in in the us so yeah it's it's remarkable like both of these projects are so so good and i recently did a, a video with you nick actually uh on on xrp uh, and just talking about the remittance payments um and and the banking sort of we'll call them cartels because let's be honest that's what mm -hmm. they are right um and you know like how what is it i think it was 38 percent of the top 100 banks are actually um working with or have an integration with ripple uh of some sort right so um we know the bank of england's working with them um as well we've seen their roadmap for for their rollout and uh for, for the cbdc um there's lots of this there's sandbox there's task force all over the world now so for, for me the, they're both such good projects uh for very different reasons but yeah, that is a really difficult question to answer. That is my biggest investment in this space. Um, but XRP, you know, I've got a very good position in XRP as well. And we've been, you know, quite adamant, even from, from the moment that the lawsuit was was dropped, that um, when I say dropped, dropped as in on everybody, right? Um, out of the blue. Not as in dropped as in it's been settled. Um, but we were very sort of clear and uh, vocal about the fact that we kind of, see this as um a bit unusual for timing wise and the way everything sort of transpired at the time and it still is is like that right and we've been adamant that we we expect a settlement so i don't see an issue in the us um and 90 percent of ripple's work is outside of the us right but i guess to your question because i'm sort of skirting around it because it's such a challenging question like 
I think I'd have to side on the chain, um, but only because of the amount of um, business that they're doing. They haven't got a lawsuit hanging over them. There isn't like a silly amount of um, V chain locked up that you know potentially could get released at some point. Even if uh, I do believe that that escrow is already sort of pre-purchased uh, for for banking. Um, companies and remittance companies and, and stuff like that so yeah I, I would side with with that but you know i don't have to so i would invest in both but you know i would split it 50 15 and uh, i'll be switzerland and sit on the fence but you know if i had to gun to my head and all that then yeah it'd be it'd be that and um you know to be honest i think it it doesn't matter which one you choose they're both going to do remarkably well what's your thoughts nick yeah, I'd have to say if I had to absolutely categorically choose one over the other, it would be VeChain. There's very few blockchains out there that have as much of an integration and real-world use case as VeChain. Um, you know, XRP is heavily integrated with uh, you know huge players in the space. You know, banks all around the world, all that kind of good stuff, and it's fantastic. Um, but in terms of the potential of uh, of the blockchain tech itself vchain is covering a wider range of industries and it also has those heavy hitters right you've got bmw renault walmart china h&m the chinese government you've got obviously um the the vaccine certification going on in cyprus you've got it in italy it's kind of going everywhere right so um from uh, in terms of, of everything that vchain is doing i feel that actually it's probably a slightly i want to say safer it's not necessarily safer but um, you know, if I had to choose one, uh, it would probably be VeChain for for many of those reasons. XRP, I still think is fantastic. It, it was and you know, arguably can still be my biggest position. Um, and again, you know, even during the the lawsuit, I've just been adding more XRP to my position. So um, I believe in both projects. I think both are going to be fantastic. Um, but if I had to categorically choose one over the other, uh, I would lean VeChain myself. Yeah, and. Um... You know, I'm not surprised. I've said this quite a few times. I'm not surprised that other YouTubers are talking about VeChain um, in the way they are now. Yeah, but I will say we've been talking about this project an awful long time, way before most. And um, you know, it, it is a phenomenal project. It has got the back in, you know, in in China as well, and we're seeing that. So I know you're saying not the safer bet, but I think you know you, you could argue that it is a safer bet on that basis um you know but then on the flip side i guess you know depending on how integrated it is with china you could get pushback from other countries in the world and we all know what i'm referring to um so yeah it's one of those a very difficult question to to answer because they're both phenomenal out of this world projects um but i can see others sort of saying like cardano matic um you know multivac like there are so many wonderful projects in this space at the moment like what an opportunity this is for everybody that is aware of crypto got their eyes wide open and you know are able to to hodl through the the you know the the down times or the dumps and the volatility in the market because you know there's there's going to be people in the future you know like kids grandkids that sort of thing and this is all going to be taught in school so i i kind of feel that like for for sure we're part of history being sort of laid out in front of us and uh, i think it's amazing to to be part of that and you know yes got uh s style there another fantastic project and you know like 
are some of these projects are changing people's lives for the better for things that you know we take for granted every day right and um you know that is that is just remarkable and wonderful to be part of even you know making money off the off the back of it but just being part of that i think is just uh, remarkable to be you know really honest fantastic right let's get on with um talking about what's going on in the markets and uh get into a little bit of bitcoin and then we'll come back into the live chat answer a few questions uh, and get into all of that kind of good stuff because um, there are a few things I feel that are important to kind of talk about. And obviously, VeChain is going to be one of those. Um, and I see that's being mentioned, uh, you know, in, in the comments as well as on here as well. So let's start off with talking about what's gone on most recently in the last 24 hours. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we have coin market cap, guys. I'm just going to zoom in here. Uh, we have a market cap right now of about $1.3 trillion, $61 billion in trading volume. Bitcoin dominance is 45.5%, Ethereum at 174 uh, and we have 10,862 cryptocurrencies as of today. So obviously with... Um, you know, a market cap that has obviously taken a hit recently. We've obviously seen that we were over uh, 2 trillion not too long ago. We've obviously had a significant pullback in what I call the fourth wave. Um, and obviously trading volumes are okay. Bitcoin dominance slipping slightly with Ethereum gaining a little bit of momentum there. And with 10,862 cryptocurrencies, that's a lot of cryptocurrencies. It's important that you do your own research. Um, there are lots of influences in the space, right? You know, you've got YouTube, you've got Twitter, you've got TikTok. Um, and ultimately, some of these people who use influencers, they, they are paid to talk about certain projects. And it's important that you do your own research. You cannot substitute that research with what one, two, three, four, or even five different influencers are saying. Ultimately, your research is king and uh, you're the only one making those investments, right? So I think, so. I think on, on that note, Nick, like because we, we, you know, as well as many others, you know, get paid to to promote certain projects, right? But you know, we we put this down uh, in the titles, like you know, uh, where there's an option, isn't there, on YouTube to say that this is like a you know contains a promotional um, segment or content, uh, and we also put it in the description of the the, the videos as well, right? And it's it's interesting because we get comments like people you know saying, "Oh, I'm no longer going to watch your your channel because I've seen that you know this is a paid." um you know video or whatever or there's a, a paid segment and there's a lot of people not doing this right so i guess my, my question to people and let me know in the live chat is is it better the devil you know you know that that's that's my, my question really or not because you know i imagine that a lot of the comments are the reasons why people aren't being sort of forthcoming and we know that there are uh, youtubers and, and other um, people out there on social media platforms that aren't telling you that certain um, videos are, are paid um, got paid segments in them or they're actually to promote that particular cryptocurrency right because we've seen scripts we don't deal with scripts you know everything that we say on this channel is our, our own thoughts um, that we put forward and um you know we always turn those away but we've seen scripts that others uh, have, have been following in videos where they haven't um said there's a paid video so you know it is really important like nick said that you do your own research um you know i can't stress that enough when, even when people aren't telling you that it's a paid promotion yeah absolutely um so let me let me come back there we go um so yeah very important to I just go say nick your mic's really crackly. I don't know if that's coming through to everyone. 
uh, let us know if there is problems. I'm having quite a few computer resource problems right now. Um, so is it still really bad, Chris? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Do you want to carry on having a look through the uh, live chat and then I will sort out things on my end? Yeah. Um, guys, let me know in the live chat if uh, my uh, mic is okay. Um, I think it's just Nick, oh, both mics apparently. So just bear with us a moment. Yeah, one minute. Is that any better? No, it isn't. <laughs> is mine crackly as well? I can't hear anything on my end. My end it sounds perfectly fine. I'm just going to have to disconnect it. Any better? Yeah, it's better. I can hear you better now. I don't know if that's better for everybody. So, yeah, let us know if that's better. Nothing like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nothing like um, like live technical issues, right? <laughs> to be fair, um, I was getting quite a few yep, warning, warning messages popping up um, as I was running out of resources, which I thought was weird because I have 32 gigabit or 3200 megahertz ram and i've got a pretty decent processor nowadays um so something was sucking up memory <laughs> anyway it's it's sorted cool um so let's get back into to what we're doing um so as i was saying yeah, before sorry about Chris that guys rudely interrupted me <laughs> <laughs> um ultimately there are you know, ten thousand um cryptocurrencies do your own research as chris was saying some people are paid to just read scripts uh, at the end of the day and um, that no one is going to be making these investments for you. you know, I'm not a financial advisor. Chris is not a financial advisor. So ultimately, decisions to invest are your own. Make sure you are happy with your investments. Make sure you do solid research on all of those cryptocurrencies and you will be perfectly fine. With that being said, though, guys, that research will also help you find those diamonds in the rough and those serious gems out there. So um, ultimately, that research is absolutely key and very, very important. Right. Let's zoom on out and see what's going on with the markets. Right. So obviously, Bitcoin's had a bit of a tumble. Um, down 3.1 with Ethereum down 5.7. We've got Cardano 2.9 down. We've got 2% for XRP, 6% for Polkadot, um, 0.3 for Litecoin, 5% for um, Chainlink, 3% Stellar, 7% Theater, 4% VeChain. And I'll get into the VeChain chart because there's some interesting stuff going on there. Uh, we've got 4% for Algorand, 3% for Avalanche. Um, the Graph at 6%, we've got Elrond at 3%, Hedera 3%, Zcash 4%, Zilliqa 3%, Harmony's down 6 Anchor's down 3 Singularity Net uh, relatively flat. Um, we've got V4 down 6%, Fetch AI down 9%, Polymath is up uh, slightly. We've got uh, API 3 which was on a pretty decent run recently, is actually up 3% today. DSLA pretty flat on the downside though, um, same with Solve. Multivax down 6.5 after a pretty good motion um, to the upside on Sunday. Uh, we have Silo down 2% or 2.9. We've got Singularity Dow down 14%. Uh, again, a really interesting price point there. Um, we've got uh, ShopX down 6% and Evi down 58 
Um, and obviously there's a couple of additional ones uh, at the bottom here that are not yet in circulation. So um, yeah, it's been an interesting time. I think ultimately there's uh, some definitely some worried people in the space and we'll get into what's going on there uh, right now. So the first thing I want to kind of talk about it's obviously how we are in this extreme fear, right? Um, ultimately, we have uh, been told to generalize fear and greed index here that the market's in extreme fear. Last month, it was fear. And this keeps changing, by the way. Like when I looked at this the other day, it was still referencing June last month, right? But it was extreme fear. Today, it's last month was fear, apparently. Last week was also extreme fear, um, but also now it's fear. But today is extremely fearful uh, and uh, now, right now, is apparently extremely fearful. But I always like to couple this off with Evise dashboard. And um, to get into Bitcoin here, we can obviously see that actually it's got a rating of B3, which is vastly different to that of what we're being told, right? We're being told there's extreme fear, yet ultimately we actually have uh, a B3 rating from Evise artificial intelligence. This is actually then contrary to what we're being told, right? B3 is not extreme fear. It's actually quite moderate. It's not fearful. It's not greedy either. It's somewhere in the middle. Um, so this actually is interesting. Obviously, it shows us a bit of a different uh, element or a different angle or a different perspective on the data. Right now, actually, the data is indicating to Evi that actually Bitcoin is not extremely fearful. It's not really fearful. It's not really greedy. It's somewhere in the middle, which is an interesting take. And obviously, we can take a look at some of these other ratios as well. Um, we obviously do have the Amihad ratio at rating D. Um, we obviously do have um, a rating of A1 for profitability. So that's still up there. Um, C2 for pre-end value demand. Uh, we've got obviously moving averages, which are D and the sharp ratios at D. So it's always good to kind of balance out um, everything that you're kind of seeing and hearing from news articles with artificial backed, artificially intelligence backed data. Uh, and that's what you get with advice. So um, it's always good to know that we're actually at B3 rating rather than this extreme fear that we're being told it is right here. Um, but when we take a look at Bitcoin's chart here, what's really interesting is uh, back end of last week, we were talking about a downward trend and an upward trend and what was going on here. Ultimately, we had a breakout and a basically pulled right back down. And this is really interesting. See, it was rallied up and it had a significant motion to the upside, but then some volume actually pulled the price of Bitcoin back inside the triangular wedge. Um, and that was just before we were going live. I think it actually fell down a little bit lower than the back test of the lower end at the end here. So we're going to get into that on the hourly in a second. Let's just do that now. Let's get into this. So um, here we obviously have our downward trend. Okay, and we were heavily testing this downward trend line. We broke out and we saw that happen here. There was a significant buying volume that basically pushed the price right up. And then ultimately when it got up here, it back tested on our $34,000 range. And this $34,000 range actually held up. It rallied up again, finding that upper resistance at about 34 and And again, it was actually doing okay at this point here. And then there was significant volume coming in to basically push the price back inside this triangular wedge. And here you can actually see that it's recently in the last... Uh, couple of hours actually being pushed down lower than our uh, support line okay because the support line was holding quite well and again the see this volume coming in and pushing the price down lower um, again we are now obviously in that uh, that area of the relative strength index where there is nowhere else to go but up right so we are in this particular place right now where bitcoin is going to be going up in value because it cannot go any lower uh, it depends how what depends on the kind of volume that you get in coming in at the moment right so if they get a decrease in volume then ultimately we'll utilize this relative strength index to the upside without doing too much price discovery. The price will probably move right back up inside our triangular wedge. If we get decent purchasing volume, 
we could then actually break this right the way back up to where we were previously. Um, so really interesting moves that were going on with Bitcoin right now. Um, obviously seeing this volume coming in, pushing the price back down after its breakout event here. Okay, and obviously that sentiment in the market that you're seeing from EVI is saying there isn't a lot of fear in the space. So ultimately what's causing this potential uh, push uh, to, to basically bring Bitcoin price down? I found that really interesting. And obviously getting back into this triangular wedge, which again is in line with the 14th of July for a breakup or a breakdown event, right? Um, and again, I know a lot of people are calling out Bitcoin to go down to, to 20K, to 10K, to 15K, all of that kind of stuff. Um, ultimately, we, you know, it's going to take a very long time to go down there. It's not something that's going to happen instantaneously, specifically when you're already at a low point on that uh, relative strength index. And the other thing that we can do, guys, is also bring up um, you know, some of that momentum. If we actually take a look at our stochastic relative strength index, again, all the way down at the bottom here. Now, bear in mind, guys, that uh, you can't go any lower than zero, right? zero is the very bottom yet here we are with a zero rated bitcoin <laughs> right so this stochastic relative strength index is basically saying there is nowhere else for it to go it has to go up and um, so this is really interesting stuff right not only have we got the relative strength index but we've also got the stochastic relative strength index basically indicating to us that things are about to get a reversal to the upside and it should be a bit of a no-brainer after taking a tumble like this but this volume that's coming in just feels a little bit too deliberate considering we had this breakout event here it was almost stopping this breakout from occurring specifically on a back test twice on 34k showing support that there's something had to happen here in order to bring it down so really key to watch this thing and see how bitcoin does perform uh, with a really low stochastic with a really low relative strength index and um, ultimately this triangular wedge that's formed right here and the current position being below this area, it does indicate to me that we're most likely going to end up in here. And I think we'll end up with a bit of a break to the upside. But I do think that ultimately there's going to be lots of um, news out there telling people to expect Bitcoin to go down. Um, and I think we're going to see a bit of an opposite effect on that. And what I mean by this, is if I actually go back up into our, um, our daily chart for a second here, and I'll get into the weekly in a moment as well, um, with, uh, with Bitcoin here on the daily Ultimately, the expectation was to come up towards this 40k level. I think this um, schematic of the Wyckoff accumulation has been abandoned. I think actually we're following something different. But ultimately, I still think we're going to end up with this scenario being made, right? This decision for the institutions to basically push the price up or push the price down, depending on the number of short or long positions or the value of short and long positions. Ultimately, they're going to look to liquidate whichever one has the most value. I think they're trying to gear everyone up to thinking that price is going down lower so that they can take the price up higher. Um, but I'm just speculating at this point. I'm really keen to see how this kind of thing plays out. I feel, however, that ultimately um, with too much talk of prices going down low, actually, I think we're going to see the opposite. So um, just thinking about the psychological element of this, uh, obviously what institutions are doing in terms of manipulating the price of Bitcoin. Ultimately, I feel that uh, we're going to be coming across some very interesting times ahead before we have a potential break to the upside. Uh, and again, there are arguments to be said for inverse head and shoulder patterns starting to form and all of that kind of good stuff. The other thing I wanted to talk about was this as well. So on the weekly chart for Bitcoin, we have this stochastic relative strength index at 1.2. Uh, and guys, this, uh, this is really important to understand. We haven't been down this low for a very, very long time, which means there's only one place to go, and that is going to be to the upside. And it's going to be a significant run at that. If I bring this down in level, guys, you can see where we were 
when we actually were down at this level before and that was pre the crash just down here right uh, and ultimately even this particular crash brought it down a little bit higher than where we were right now so ultimately there's such huge potential to the upside here with bitcoin on this stochastic relative strength index and um, even on the regular if i actually bin this one off for a second and throw on the regular relative strength index yeah there we go um i'm gonna just make this a little bit more visible we'll uh, make that yellow um, so here you can see how we've corrected all the way down to 42 at the moment as well. And when we had this particular crash, we were down as low as 33. So we're getting very, very low on the relative strength index, both on the stochastic where it's been previously. And ultimately, there is uh, basically a lot of room to grow to the upside. So I feel that there's going to be a little bit more pain. There's always potential option to, to basically pull down a little bit lower. Um, but the bounce to the upside for Bitcoin is very, very significant. We are seeing, you know, uh, Fibonacci retracement tools indicating well over $100,000 at this point. We've got the stock to flow model indicating well over $100,000. We also have, of course, the Bitcoin dominance chart doing exactly what it has done previously, the, the first pull down of Bitcoin dominance in line with uh, basically the start of the bull run, the rebound, which we see previously, and then obviously the parabolic run for those altcoins, which happens much later in the year. And here is what you see, um, basically Bitcoin dominance dropping down to 30. But first, before that has to happen, we have to see Bitcoin dominance reach potentially all the way up to 60%. And once we see that, I think we're going to then see the parabolic run for those altcoins. So there's a lot to talk about with uh, with Bitcoin. There's loads of room um, for growth and things definitely seem to be finding a bit of a bottom. I feel there's probably one more lower low um, if the institutions decide to utilize that um, before we actually do go off on these parabolic runs to the upside. Um, but Chris, anything else you feel that you want to add on, on Bitcoin side? Well, Michael in the live chat is saying, look at the similarities to May 2019. So that'd be interesting to look at. Uh, in what regards? I have no idea. I, I imagine it'd be to, to what it is now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll have to take that offline though. I can't see that on here straight away. Yeah. No worries. Okay. Um, yeah. Lots of talk at the moment around... Um, the grayscale unlocking of of the the, the bitcoin um side of things and lots of worry i guess that um investors are going to sell their their bitcoin i think that's like the the 20th of of july that that's that's to happen but i guess with with that said like they would be selling at a loss i believe so I can't see that happening either. I think this is just a, a lot of um, scaremongering that's happening in the space. I know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, um, you know, there'd be a lot of very foolish institutions, right, backing up the truck on Bitcoin if, um, you know, it was going to just drop down lower. They would have just, you know, pushed the price down lower, right? Um, if they would have borrowed more Bitcoin to do that. They wouldn't have necessarily backed the truck up and, uh, and bought a significant amount of, uh, of Bitcoin. Yeah, this is because the Grayscale's margins reduced, I believe. I think they were, when they were purchasing it six months ago, which is the lockup period, it was about 30% additional that they were paying for, for Bitcoin. Um, and that margin's come down significantly. So I think that's where most of the, the losses would actually be coming from. So it's, it's interesting when you, when you actually look at it. Uh, for me, I can't see anybody that's, um, you know, bought through grayscale selling at a loss um i, I really can't so i i like you nick i expect it to 
to to pump and i think we're going to start to to see something sort of the end of june uh, july you know august going into august i think it'll be it'll be in a much better position than we are currently but we'll see right timing's always the hardest thing it, it is yeah i mean ultimately everyone um that i'm aware of in terms of uh you know, bullish on bitcoin are still believing it's the towards the end of the year um and ultimately i think plan b was saying about 28k was the, his low point prediction wise for july he doesn't see it going potentially any lower than that during july um i still feel that ultimately if it were to drop down 28k is quite an obvious one i feel 24k will be a very strong support if it were to slip below 28k um but you know ultimately every time you go a little bit lower it, the the probability becomes lower and lower with that um so we have to be mindful of the you know, what are the limits on potential room to drop down in value um so again i'd be very mindful of watching out for all of the various different support levels of monitoring various different indicators before um you saying you know and claiming it's going to go down to 10k for example yeah for sure i i, I just can't see that but you know it's one of those isn't it um yeah. time will tell right and uh that seems to be my famous saying <laughs> time will tell a lot of the time to the haters but there we go um so we've got peter has uh, sent a super chat five euros to buy some extra resources <laughs> love that appreciate it got another one here um mr infinity is that monkey um yeah picture of a mic <laughs> the thing is we have really good mics right but um i guess whenever the, uh, you go live there's always there's always some something that you know could potentially go wrong and normally does when you're live um you know normally when we're, we're recording videos it's normally like ourselves that that completely fail <laughs> the amount of takes are just unreal for, for some videos and uh, i um an r a lot <laughs> so lots of editing yeah um, and then we've got Gaming for Life, um, Super Chat. Again, really appreciate all these Super Chats. Um, thoughts on uh, Kaber Network? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, this is, a, I guess, a, a token. Is this token swap? Is it a decentralized exchange or something? I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure about this one. It's not one I've actually come across, um, Kaber Network. Uh, let me just... Um search it one second so it's a blockchain based liquidity hub that connects liquidity from a wide range of uh, sources to power instant and secure crypto exchange in a decentralized application sounds cool um i need to look into it some some more but um on, on the face of it just looking at their website it's definitely intrig uh, intriguing me to, to look a little bit further so um gaming for life i will look at that one and um yeah we'll put something out separate on that one Fantastic. once i've had time to, to look at it and we've had lots of people asking about uh telcoin so i have done a mini review on telcoin so yeah watch out for that one tomorrow definitely and uh, just one second. Some Nick. cheeky outtakes. Yeah, I, I, I'm trigger happy <laughs> with my delete button, but yeah, I think we should do some more outtakes. They are funny. Yeah, <laughs> we did it once and uh, it went down quite well. Um, <laughs> there I am. I mean, I'm really conscious I'm doing it now. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely have to, to do some outtakes. It was uh, was pretty funny the last time. Okay, uh, what else we got in here? So wasn't uh didn't realize that um the graph was going to take such here i think it dropped like seven or eight percent today 
I don't know who you've got. Um, yeah. See, Nick and myself, uh, 6.7 at the minute. Uh, percent that it's dropped. I think it's, it, so it's had, it had risen quite sharply um, mm. not too long ago. The thing is with the graph is they, they were supposed to drop more tokens in June and they haven't. So I'm a bit on the fence now as to why the plan changed. What's what? Why did the distribution model alter? What's going on? I haven't had the chance to actually dig into it, but there must be some fundamental reason why they decided not to drop the additional 6 billion tokens um, on the market. So again, I'd be mindful over what's going on with the graph. I need to find out, Chris. Uh, maybe you can dig into that to find out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I'll, I'll dig into it, take a, a deeper look. I mean, we've been waiting for, for those tokens to be added to the circulation before we get in, right? Because we expect it to take a, a, a sharp decline. Not because you know there's anything wrong with the project, but just because you're going to be you know, introducing, in, introducing a large number of tokens to to the market right and um, that's fine but we want to invest uh, and, and make our money work as, as best we can for, for ourselves right so i have mentioned that i am big on the graph i really want to get into it but it's all about timing for me uh, so yeah I, i'd like to dig into that and find out what what's going on there um, there must be a legitimate reason as to why they haven't put those tokens out as per their their plan to do so so We'll get to the bottom of that and find out what's going on. We've got Ollie. Um, have you heard about um, Coinbase potentially listing or relisting XRP on the 28th of July? I did see something on on this. I don't know how true it is, though. And to be honest, I mean, it would be fantastic for, for certain people, uh, like in the, the US, for example, right? However, it doesn't really change anything for me because I've still got access to it. So... Um, it's one of those like is it if it does happen i think it's a really good sign for for the the lawsuit with the sec and i'm hearing rumblings that you know that's that is going to come to to an end very soon nothing that i've been able to to sort of firm up um yeah this is the problem you know, with xrp though isn't it there's so many yeah. um so much fact checking that you have to do shall we say <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah. one of those isn't it like I, i'm never like happy to just say right i've heard this and you know, it's the you know it's the the gospel truth uh i always like to to confirm as much as i can before sort of talking about it but it's one of those it's really really tricky but you know the things i'm hearing they're positive and uh, it'd be interesting to to see how how things sort of develop really uh with xrp but i i have always said that i expect there to be a settlement and i expect xrp to do just fine fantastic now chris i We'll be doing a VeChain video, um, hopefully tomorrow, mm -hmm. if all goes well. But I do kind of want to just reassure a few people on what's going on with VeChain because it has taken a bit of a tumble today. Now, obviously, we put a video out, um, I think it was on Friday, saying that we could see a red weekend for VeChain. Actually, the opposite kind of happened. It actually pushed a little bit higher than uh, what my expectations were. But we obviously, Monday has come and we've seen the red. Um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to just jump down to the VeChain chart and just briefly talk through with everyone what's going on with VeChain. Um, because, yeah, it's, it is expected. Even though there's fantastic news, ultimately the technicals are going to be a bit of a hindrance. So let's jump down and, and get into that. 
Okay, guys, so here we have VeChain to the USDT daily chart. Binance is the data source. Uh, and with VeChain, there's an upward trend line and a downward trend line, as you can see here. We also have our accumulation zone, and we also have uh, the basically the barrier here where we want to get a closed candle above to signal us on through to the next level. Now, ultimately, uh, the reason that we're seeing a bit of a downtrend is we're coming against this resistance line, this downward trend line. And I still feel that it was going to hold considering some of the, the levels of the relative strength index. It wasn't going to allow us to have a solid breakthrough and um, so ultimately we're going to follow this down now obviously as you can see here we've been pushing and pushing and pushing consistently against this trend line today was no exception we also pushed against it but we have had the pullback and the rejection now ultimately we have this upward trend line this is actually now forming a very very narrow triangular wedge um, ultimately by the 21st of July should have come to an end one way or another we were either going to fall down into the accumulation zone which is probably a long shot, I feel that we're more likely going to have a huge breakup to the upside. And obviously, then we're going to start seeing a huge recovery. And there's several reasons why I think this. So obviously, on the daily chart, it's always good to kind of get a grasp over where things are. Before we jump down into the hourly, I just want to kind of reassure people on uh, the expectations for VeChain for the longer haul, right? So where do we see it by the end of the year, beginning of 2022? That's up here in that fifth wave, which comes in at $1.01. Um, and that's against the Fibonacci retracement extension level, the 4236. Um, so ultimately, that is the expectation, right? Obviously, be selling on the way up. You don't hold your entire bag until you get to the, the very top. Um, and ultimately, if you do miss that, there are ways that you can potentially, you know, um, save some of those profits on, on the bounce from the upside. So with that being said, and I know our expectations are here, and but also currently trading down here, um, let's jump into our hourly and talk about what could be on the horizon uh, next. So obviously here we are heavily testing this downward trend line. You can see that here. And you can see that we have this um, basically relative strength index really pushing um, the upper boundary limits, right? So again, this is where we were um, you know, in June. We we're pushing right up there. And uh, obviously had the pullback. And obviously we can see that we were oversold uh, when we were down here. And that's exactly where we are right now, right? So we're in that oversold area on this hourly chart, which means we are going to get a reversal. And we're probably going to test this trend line again. And if we don't have good volume and good sentiment in the market, then ultimately we're going to fail to push through this area again and pull back. My expectations with VeChain for the next little while will be that we'll continuously kind of push up against this area until we get to a point where we're so wedged in that we can't do anything but have a break to the upside okay and i feel that's going to be coming in the next kind of couple of weeks or so and there's a few things additional that we want to talk about that kind of back this up right so obviously we have uh, the hourly relative strength index at this low level if we've been that one off and we also bring in our stochastic uh, relative strength index again you look at where this thing is on the charts it's right right down at the very bottom there and again this is an area that we haven't been down to um, you know, basically we come down to this area and we have huge pumps to the upside, but it is all reliant on basically having a good amount of volume coming in to take advantage of it. So right now we're at a 4.64 level on the stochastic relative strength index and being oversold on the relative strength index. We are basically poised ready to push the price up. But obviously when we hop over to our VI dashboard and we take a look at VeChain's from um, from an artificial intelligence point of view, and we'll just hide these out of the way, we can see that the fear and greed index is a C1. It's not 
the fear that we're being told that we have here. It's not extreme fear, but it is fearful. And um, so we have to be mindful that with um, a fear and greed index that is driven out from data that's saying, okay, there is fear here. We also have an AMIHAD ratio, so liquidity problems. Um, we obviously have risk to rewards, although that is narrowing that gap now. We're watching that closely. It is still the mo one of the most profitable ratings. It's an A1 rating. And um, so pairing all of this information together knowing that you know we're being told it's extreme fear actually it's just fear knowing that we are basically trending this uh, trend line to the downside at the moment we're oversold on a register strength index and we have a stochastic rsi that's right the way down there at five we are likely to push the price up again when we actually take a look at this on the weekly chart knowing that we are pushing to the upside and why i think that is a huge explosion in price due for VeChain is we are right the way down here on the weekly. And again, this is an area that we've been at every time we've had a major run to the upside. You can see it here with basically back in March when we had March crash, we bottomed out exactly to where we are right now. We had this huge push with wave one. That took us to the upper end of this stochastic. We brought this down during wave two, right back to where we are right now. Wave three saw this rise up and wave four bottoming out right where wave two bottomed out and where wave one started. This is a sign that we could start to see us actually move into wave five. This will be a few weeks away, I would have thought, but in line with our expectations that Bitcoin could start to see a correction and a recovery from the beginning of August around that kind of time would tie in nicely with everything that we're seeing here from a relative strength index, a stochastic RSI, and of course, everything inside of those hourly technicals as well. Let me just expand this back up. So again, looking at this particular triangular wedge really forming out towards the 20th or the 21st of July, we could start to see VeChain break out from this downtrend and actually start taking out some of these key areas of resistance lines again. Although we have broken down and broken up past this level multiple times via, ultimately getting above 8.3 is going to be key, pushing up to 9.2, 9.8 into those 10 cent double digit range before we enter our yellow box at the top here at about 17 cent. Getting a closed candle above 21 and a half cent is going to be the tell that we are definitely moving into wave five in a very significant way. So for me, VeChain's really taking advantage of this triangular wedge. Ultimately, that sentiment in the market is still fearful. So we're not going to have a huge breakaway from the downward trend at the moment. Obviously, it's not the extreme fear that we're being told that it is. Um, but ultimately, we are looking to basically ride this out for a little bit longer before we can take advantage of a massive swing to the upside for VeChain to take advantage of this fifth wave scenario within Elliott Theory as we bottom out that stochastic relative strength index. So I'm going to do a whole video on this, uh, hopefully tomorrow, guys, um, where we can start to see some significant runs on VeChain. Chris, anything else that you want to add for, for VeChain? No, I mean, I added a, a fair bit earlier in the stream. I've got nothing really more to, to sort of add. Uh, if you want my take on VeChain, check out the video from, from earlier today. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Lambo or bicycle? Both. I like a good old bicycle, um, and I know you do too. I mean, road bikes, right? Who doesn't? Yeah, my road bike probably is more expensive than most people's cars. <laughs> I do I do like a, a good uh, cycle ride, that's for sure. <laughs> um yeah i had it in greece for a while i managed to to get that back over here um so maybe i'll get out on it at some point um so we've got super chat here from from peter appreciate that um one of the members was asking about sha safe haven 
what are your thoughts on this project? And this one comes up quite quite often, doesn't it, Nick? What's your your take on this one? This is the holiday one, right? Uh, no, this no. isn't. Uh, uh, is it, no, you you always think of, of that one. one. Thinking of the other no, one. it wasn't that one. The, the holiday one, uh, or the travel one's probably the yeah. the right way to articulate that. Is is a different project. I can't remember what that one was called, but very very similar ticker. Safe Haven's um, running on VeChain then. No, uh, man, I'm I'm obviously not with it today. Um, let me look it up. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> Safe Haven. So for me, I like this one, um, but we're not invested. And we looked at this one. Yeah, Safe Haven. It runs on VeChain. Oh, does it run on VeChain? It runs on VeChain. That's why I like it. it you know, it's doing a, quite a few really cool things, and I do like it. It runs on VeChain. Um, yeah, I like it. I, I'm not invested in it. Um, I feel it's a. It's just not really a fit for me personally, um, but it's 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 a good project. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't really done that much since <laughs> since we looked at it originally. To, no, to no. be fair, like it's done a, it's done a fair amount, but yeah, partnered up with um, Matic, Harmony, uh, V Chain, obviously, um, yeah invest cypress all that kind of good stuff yeah i mean it's not a bad project um i remember us looking at it quite deeply i'm pretty sure this came up as you know in, in the early days when we did sort of like two or three sort of uh live walkthroughs on, on on a few projects and uh the team looked pretty solid if i remember correctly uh it just it just wasn't one it just didn't tick all of the boxes that that we looked for and uh yeah I would have expected it to to have done much more um, than it has. So there's probably opportunity there. I don't think it's a bad project by any stretch of the imagination. Hmm. But yeah, not one for me. <laughs> Fantastic. Cool. Okay. Right. Uh, Harmony One, please, guys. <laughs> Do like a bit of Harmony One. Um... But on 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 the One Harmony uh, side of things. We obviously have the 52,000 Harmony One that we are airdropping uh, over 52 weeks. So 1,000 uh, Harmony each week uh, to randomly selected um, delegators in Apple, right? So we've sent our first 1,000 Harmony and uh, you know that went earlier, what, before we, just before we went live. So we've... Uh, put a copy of the transaction and everything on uh, Twitter and in the Telegram group, just so everybody can see that, you know, um, everything that we say we're doing, we're doing, right? Um, so yeah, if you're not in the pool already, uh, it's a fantastic way to make a passive income. We we get what, it's changing at the moment, isn't it? Because it's a bit overcrowded. But should I, should I run of, people through it? Yeah, run people through it. It'd yeah. be better to. It's a bit complicated people. nowadays. Um, so Harmony One has been going through a few changes. Um, most recently, obviously, with a push to kind of um, increase delegators and to, well, I was validators. Um, and obviously, there's obviously votes out there as well for increasing the number of slots and all that kind of stuff. Um, but as a result of some of these changes, the uh, rate from getting an average of about 10% has dropped down to about an average of 9%. Um, but again, you know, we're trying to really push that the best we can. If we hop over to the chart here, you can see how we um, really need to remove a key, Chris. I'm not sure if you want to drop on and do that. Um, yeah, I can do that. 
but yeah, basically, you know, we're trying to optimize the rewards the best we can for you guys. Um, but there are knock-on effects, obviously, to the number of keys that you have, the number of uh, keys basically represent the number of elected slots. Uh, and obviously we run these across three shards at the moment. Uh, our shard zero, we're just not running on at the moment. Um, but basically, you know, we're trying to maximize those returns, but those turns are getting harder and harder to gain for you guys. Um, so the rewards are dropping down ever so slightly, um, but it's nothing to be alarmed about. It's in, our, it's in line with the average of everyone else at the moment. We are pushing it probably a little bit harder than most at the moment to try to really squeeze out every last little bit for you guys. Um, but watch that space. Obviously, you know, we've uh, we've had some fantastic weeks where we've had 14%, uh, 11% or 12%. And um, yeah, at the moment, we're just trying to, to make sure that we can maximize that. So there are some votes out there to increase the number of slots currently set at 800. Um, looking to increase to 900, which would aim would allow for, for more slots to be elected for. Again, you'd have to maximize the number of slots that you could get. Um, in order to generate you know, maximum rewards for you guys. But we're all over it, so uh, we'll watch that one, and um, yeah, we'll have to see how that kind of plays out uh, on the Harmony side. Obviously, uh, as Chris was saying, we have uh, airdropped the first 1,001, um, and that's all taken care of. Um, right, so let's do a little bit of TA while we're down here um, on Harmony. So uh, whilst Chris uh, goes ahead and removes a couple of... I've removed a key. There you go. You might need to remove another one. We'll have a look at that in a second. Um, but here we are with uh, Harmony 1. This is the weekly chart, and uh, yeah, Binance is the data source here. So uh, again, with that stochastic, you can see how we're all the way down at the bottom where we were previously uh, during all of these low areas. We're basically where we were at the beginning of Wave 1, uh, where we were basically at the end of the bottoming of, uh, of Wave 2 going into Wave 3, coming right, right down during Wave 4, right at the bottom, where you know the expectations now are to steadily rise, are stochastic to the upside, right? Before we go into a bear market. And during that particular wave, we're looking to rise the price of Harmony all the way to the upside where, you know, we have this actually kind of scoped out up there at about a dollar, but actually technically it's about 80 cent is the high according to the Fibonacci uh, retracement tool with the extension of the 4236. Now, with that um, being about 80 cent, I think that's a, it's a bit of a stretch target, but I think there's a psychological limit of a dollar here um, for one harmony. So we'll monitor that situation again to see if we are going to, you know, over egg that or go under a little bit, but I'll put it there for now to see how things play out. Um, when we drop this down into our daily here, we can obviously see that Fibonacci uh, retracement tool. I can just expand this up a little bit so you can see that. So obviously it comes in here at 79.8 cent. Whereas the fifth wave, actually, I've put this at a dollar to see if we can get there. So um, again, we're looking to, to ride this up a little bit. We found good motion. We got trapped inside this uh, area here with the, the Luna partnership. So that rally basically used the stochastic. We saw that momentum really come up. It's coming back down, guys. Um, so again, we'll be looking to find support probably around this area here, about 7.2. Um, that would be a good support line for, for Harmony in this particular case. Um, but we'll have to see if that plays out. What we'll do is I'll take the stochastic off and we'll throw on the uh, Register Strength Index. So we can see that we are coming down a little bit. I'll just make this a little bit clearer with the yellow. There uh, we go. Okay, so we can see that we uh, we weren't overbought. Okay, we didn't go all the way up to overbought. But we are pulling down a little bit on this daily chart um, here. So obviously just below our uh, support line, although it was tested as support yesterday, has been pulled down today, um, which was 7.9 cent. Now what we'll do is we'll pull this, uh, well, before I pull this down into our, um, our hourly, it's important to talk about this area here. This is the area that we're going to get a closed candle above that will signal us going into that fifth wave in a nice strong way. Anything in this area here, I feel is a pretty good kind of gaming session 
where you'll be able to dollar cost average better positions. Down here being the main accumulation zone uh, that we've briefly been into over here uh, a couple of times. Now, there's a potential if Bitcoin does have a major correction to let's say 24K that we do enter this accumulation zone one last time before we absolutely go parabolic to the upside. So again, it's here to be mindful of uh, anything basically below uh, 5.7 is a pretty good deal for, for Harmony. And I feel that this is going to probably bottom out towards the 4.3 cent area um, down there. That's, a, that's where I've got that at the moment scoped out. Um, so let's drop this down into our hourly and we'll talk about what's most recently happened here. So obviously we saw that we basically rallied up, found resistance up here at 9.1. We came back down, retested this area of 7.9. And again, we're running out of momentum at the top end here. And if we throw the volume on, you can see what's been going on, right? Basically, we had uh, some good volume come in, but then we started to lose that momentum and we lost it almost entirely by this point. And when we jump over to Evi and we look at Harmony 1 here, we can see it's a generalized rating of C1 and the AMI-HAD ratio is a problem with the liquidity being rating D. The fear and greed index is C1. So again, it's fear, but it's not extreme fear that we're being told here. So again, we're mindful that actually it's it's fearful, but it's not that fearful. Um, the sharp ratio is closing that gap now, guys. You can see that um, the sharp ratio versus the 50-day average, um, we're starting to close that gap. So that's going to turn soon, guys. We've got an A1 rating here. Um, for profitability and a B2 rating for PKN value demand. So ultimately, some of these indicators from the AI side are being really clear with us. We're saying that ultimately, it seems to be a bit of a recovery in terms of fear and greed. Uh, we obviously have got really good ratings for the uh, the profitability. The sharp ratio gap is closing down. Um, so things are not looking too bad on the Harmony side. Now, obviously, what are the expectations? Well, we're right down here. We've got a good support line. If this holds, uh, which has got a good strong chance of doing so because basically our relative strength index is right at the bottom, almost oversold. If this does hold, then we'll have a good chance to basically move the price to the upside. That'll be a fantastic rally then, hopefully from there to push back up. Um, but again, we do need to see that volume really come in. At the moment, we're not seeing it. So we'll have to just see how that plays out. Obviously, there's one particular wick here. Uh, it looks like there's one piece of really good volume coming in and pushing that price up a little bit. But obviously, that was short-lived and uh, was basically pulled back down again. And so I feel that ultimately, we're most likely going to trade inside this kind of area for a little while um, until we get things lined up with that sentiment in the market. But if Bitcoin does continue to have a bit of a downward trend, then the Harmony, unfortunately, will also do that. Um, so again, I do feel that uh, Bitcoin is, is kind of gearing itself up to a bit of a major move. Um, so again, I'll be watching that quite closely and obviously monitoring how the altcoins perform in contrast to that. Obviously, Harmony, on the back of the fantastic news recently, has had a very good run here. So what you're seeing now is a pretty healthy correction after that particular run. And obviously, we've corrected this relative strength index whilst protecting a lot of that price very, very well considering, right? We were down here, and that was when we were last at the same levels on that RSI. Uh, we've had taken the price right to this level here and we've pretty really dropped down a little way so this is actually pretty good to tell and, and if this holds up as a good support line at 7.6 we could soon be up here rallying up towards 9.1 once again if that sentiment in the market continues to be pretty good for harmony and but chris is there anything else that you want to add on the harmony side you know they, they've got obviously everything with uh, sushi swap at the minute as well so you've got volume coming in from from there as well um lots of liquidity pools and and that side of things sort of being built which is fantastic um you can now delegate um 
a minimum of 101 in the pool rather than than a, a thousand right so again that's another positive change that's already been made and one that's been sort of requested quite a lot from from the community so that's fantastic and then uh, there's a vote going on at the moment to to increase the the number of slots for for pools isn't there next from 800 to, to 900 so you know that looks like a again another positive move so lots going on for harmony again uh, i can see comments in there that you know it leapfrogged uh, v chain out of nowhere v chain's really slow you know I, I i don't agree with with some of the the comments that you know these projects aren't moving and and all this sort of stuff we've seen vast percentages of of growth in both harmony and v chain both fantastic projects and uh, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting, right? Because we're one of the, the the channels that was talking about these projects, um, you know, Matic, Cardano, um, much earlier than, than than many, right? And uh, it's great to to be sort of bringing these projects before they're starting to to get thousands upon thousands percent worth of gains, right? So you know, we're seeing that uh, with more recent videos that we're doing. Um, or we expect to see that, you know, your likes of MTV, Silo, DSLA, these are all projects that we've called out, you know, just like we did when we were talking about um, VeChain, Harmony, Matic, Cardano. And uh, it's it's interesting when we look at the comments because we get similar comments that we had back when we were talking about those said projects <laughs> way back. So, you know, I'm, I'm quietly confident or loudly confident. I don't know. Okay, there's a, a one question I do want to kind of uh, just pick up on in the live chat, Chris. Around um, yeah, the ideal staking pool shows fifty five point nine. How is that? So I'm going to take you down for a bit of a journey here, um, a because bit journey. a bit of a journey. Because ultimately, these these smaller pools, um, they're able to actually generate potentially um, you know much higher yields, but they're very very short term, and it's all about potentially getting lucky to be elected, right? So if they're fortunate enough to be elected. Um, with insufficient amounts in their pool, then ultimately it's like having, let's say they've got a million in their pool. It's like having a million in your pool and that million acting as if it was 5 million. Okay, so they can earn a lot more uh, rewards for your, your, your actual delegation. Now, obviously in the case of Ideal here, you can see that when they first started out, they actually only had, um, I think it was like, what is that, self-delegated uh, 220,000. Right, so um, basically they had 200 and just under 300,000, right, for the majority of this. So when they had that much in their pool when they were elected, they were able to actually really get some stupid gains, like you know, 243%, right? But ultimately it's their, their own um, self-delegation, right? Um, that was basically earning those rewards. Um, obviously as their pool actually built, because people started delegating into it, you saw how actually their rewards dropped right the way down to the average. Uh, and this is just because ultimately it's unsustainable. So people join the pool thinking that they're going to be getting these really high yields when actually as soon as they join, you go right back down to the average, right? Um, and it's just because these new pools are able to potentially get elected with uh, with basically nothing in their pool and they are able to participate um, at a much more efficient rate, basically. Um, you have to be mindful of that. Obviously, don't necessarily just chase the money, but be mindful of everything that goes on here. The other thing you want to be mindful of as well is also um, fees, right? So sometimes some of these pools will say that they're 0% fee 
only that during an elected period, they actually change it to 5% or a percent or 10% goes to 15%, 3% becomes 5%, 3% becomes 5%, right? Um, so you have to be a little bit aware of ultimately the, the, the the system at Harmony is very much gamified. Um, you can add slots, you can take slots away, you can basically try to manipulate it in such a way that you earn more money and all that kind of stuff, all that kind of underhand kind of things. Personally, we prefer to just kind of say, you know, we have a, a fee, it's 5%. We're never going to change that. We're going to try to maximize the rewards the best we can. Uh, we won't be getting the 200 or the 55% returns. Those just unrealistic for a pool of our size. Um, and we would never go ahead and actually change our um, fee uh, midway through an epoch. That just feels a bit underhanded to me. So I think there's a few things you have to be mindful of when it comes to, uh, you know, basically um, delegating and who you delegate to. It's always good to to kind of be able to understand exactly what you're looking at as well. Yeah, for sure. And um you know, there are benefits, obviously, delegating with ourselves. You know, it supports our channel. It supports the project. Um, but more importantly, um, you know, and don't just take our word for it. I'm sure there'll be many people that will will back up what, what we're saying in the fact that we're very transparent and honest people, right? So, for example, people do make mistakes if they, um, you know, and we've had it quite a few times where they've sent Harmony One to our delegator wallet, right? which is an easy mistake to make if you're new in this space. Um, we send that back to you guys, right? Um, and um, I don't know whether others do that or don't do that, but you know, you've got that safety net of knowing that we're honest people when we're you know, managing your, your, the, the pool, right? So what we say is what you're going to get. And um, you know, we're not, we're not perfect. You know, we, you know, sometimes, you know, servers go down and, and that sort of stuff, but um, which, you know, we saw when we first started um, touch wood, we've upgraded everything and, and we haven't had any issues since we're monitoring it 24 seven. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess, yeah, it's just one thing to, to be acutely aware of, right? There's uh, good people and there's bad people in this space. Yeah, absolutely. Now, guys, we have been going for about an hour. Um, so this feels like a good natural point to kind of bring the stream to a bit of a close. And um, so if you have found it useful, informative, maybe entertaining at times, then definitely do go ahead and give us a like. Really appreciate that. If you're new, do make sure you've subscribed, tapped on the bell, hit on all, and you will uh, yeah, definitely get notifications for all our videos, apparently, which will be fantastic, and you'll be kept well up to date. Um, with that said, done and out of the way, guys. We hope you have a fantastic day and we'll catch you all in the next one. Yeah, take care.